0: So you were, you and, were saying, <laughs> and
1: we're up yeah. and we're back. Um,
0: meanwhile, on Brozy.
1: Meanwhile, on Brozy.
0: Back at the Brozy.
1: Yeah, I listened to our last podcast, which we haven't decided whether or not we're gonna. Yeah, uh, which we haven't decided whether or not we're gonna publish.
0: Yeah, I feel like just yeah, go I've ahead. gone back
1: and forth in the past in the, like the four or five days,
0: and, and why. Have you gone like what Right.
1: Because I'm really ashamed of it. Because Mm. I listened back and I feel like most or all of what I said is what I was guilty of. Hmm. Quote unquote guilty. Like I Spot it, you got it. Spot it, you got it. You know, like just listening back to it, it was like, Oh, I didn't realize I did that. Oh, I really got it's surprising me how fast I ramped up and how true it was what you were saying. Like, I meant to come back on and do a quick update to the listeners about what we had just talked about and our mindset. And instead, I went on a little bit longer and it got more personal. And I made a crazy, like, Uh, of my own like uh uh revelation while I was talking that we hadn't talked about you know a detail of it I was like and actually are we planning on changing it or are we just saying that and riding on the charm Mm. and it was like it was a zinger and I didn't hear it while I was saying it and it fully surprised me that I did it it's crazy then, to
0: have it, like, recorded, isn't it? I yes. Mean, I didn't listen to it for a while. And, I, I mean, I feel like just the mere, like, this is so tantalizing. Um, it's unfair to have this conversation and not publish it, isn't it? I think so. And yeah. not I mean, not because of our 14 listeners, um, you know. Who we're
1: really grateful to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. Um, and who probably know us, you know, in, in some respects. Maybe not. At least
1: half by blood.
0: <clears throat> maybe so. Um and, uh, but yeah, it was like hard to, li- cause then, and then I listened to it and it's just so fascinating to be able to have a recording of a dispute or a argument or disagree, you know, just, I mean, how, really? how incredible to be able to do that and be like, oh my gosh. And me too. Like I finding my words and sort of stalling and, and losing my thought, but you know, feeling Just like you said, I mean, just like, whoa, this feels like so out of proportion. Yeah. Like your reaction. And and when I was like, you know, I can see you're upset and like how much that inferior, you know, and that I was playing at some psychological war game. Yeah. Um, Right. I was so angry that you
1: were saying, I can see you're upset. It made me so angry.
0: Yeah. Which actually is a technique like I learned from like my... Uh, kids like hippy-dippy preschool right of talking to your kid like talking to a toddler like hey I can see you're really sad and that's it like just right and either they talk or they don't but just sort of the validating of just like I see that not hey shut up stop crying don't be upset what are you so pissed about whatever you know God relax you know the worst of all right or or the or the like it's okay Sure, I mean just any of it. Just address it. You, I see that you are right, and I and I have found that to be useful. And um, and I didn't mean it in a patronizing way. Just like I was feeling like it was just we were all having two different arguments, you know, about different things in our own stuff, which you bring to every argument, and you and I in particular, like we did address. Is just I think now it's almost like <laughs> I wish. Um, and nobody's hearing this yet, but I think it would be, um, I think that's where the podcast lies, you know, not every time having a, not, but that's the sitting in it, you know? I mean, that's as addressed too. Like I normally would just be like, well, fine, dude, forget it. Fuck it. Yeah, Like I, I don't need to sit here and take this. Um, also a total cop out for me to just do that. And then just put it all in your lap. Right. And where I was just being like, yeah, okay, I'm hearing you. And do you hear me? Right. Like, are we, are we having a conversation or are you just unloading? Um, which, or, think... or, which are essentially fine. I did keep pushing for it just in sort of like the podcast. Like if this is going to be a moderator, well then let's give the moderator the satisfaction right. of some sort of I don't know, not closure necessarily, but like um, resolution. Uh, Not, you know, pleased on everybody's account and compromise, each party gives in some, but just trying to, anyway. I think that that was my
1: biggest big picture takeaway was like, um, I don't listen to you. Like, I wasn't, I was trying to, but... Mm. But realizing i am really aware of your opinion of yourself and your view of yourself, and when I hear you talking, I often hear um, something that like I feel like I've heard before or or sure. or that is like. Um, justifying or defending your identity as you see it, mm-hmm. and it's
0: infuriating. I imagine uh, you know, frustrating. Uh, like, uh,
1: well, and I know that you know that. Yeah. And I just listened back to myself on that last podcast, playing right into it. I that's what I'm feeling so gun shy about. Publishing that playing episode
0: right into what playing, right, playing into... right
1: into the fact that I know that you're in a frustrated place in your life Have been for a while looking to shift gears from the thing you were proudest of uh, a life accomplishment of being a stay-at-home dad and being um, really really fantastic at it and now it's Uncomfortable you really want to shift gears, but you're unsure what to go to I know all of that about you Deeply, and what I was so uncomfortable listening to in our last podcast was how much it everything I said was was colored by that and was manipulating that mm. and was playing into um, my own frustration of just the humanity of us like being brothers and being in life together and sharing with each other which i love and respect you i consider you one of the most precious relationships that i have and i totally take it for granted and i listened back and was like i'm totally sort of teasing out the, the, the way I try to present myself to be smarter than you, faster than you, uh, in terms of being like quick to pick up a new behavior or to be really insightful about something. Like I'm, I, I felt like I I was identifying myself that way in contrast to, to your identity of like, I feel really stuck. I'm working on a lot of things and feel, Uh, vulnerable about being in process with them and I just was like whoa I was amazed how confident I felt just telling you like what you think you're saying is not what you're saying Um, what you really mean is this and that's making me so angry that I'm just F you and you're being a dick and um trying to shut you down Mm -hmm. I was trying to shut you down and educate you Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm in a i know better kind of tone of voice and and sort of cryptic criticism of what you were saying and how you were saying it.
0: It's interesting that you say that cuz like that just makes me think of dad. <laughs> right.
1: And so often the button that gets pushed is when I think you're being like dad. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean yeah, of course. When we're when 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 you're destined to repeat what you know if you're not consciously trying to do something else which is eventually i think where we got and ultimately i think you know this we just have to get over ourselves and and publish this yeah um agreed we're doing it yeah cool um so uh yeah that's funny because that's where it all comes from like right You, you, you i upset myself or scare myself when i'm sounding and being like my father yeah um which, which is, is to say that you know sort of the um constant mulling over and the constant dreamer and not enough action yeah. that's that's the aspect that i um gravitate towards and i'm just at a you know, what what wasn't finally on the podcast was when you know we were done and you know i i was literally in tears i was like um so quite a teaser, folks. You know, my brother made me cry. <laughs> if if that makes you happy, if that's what you're looking for out there, people. <laughs> um, no, but that's always been my case too. Is like I have a hard time communicating the real truth, and, and it just all comes bubbling out. It just all, you know, if I let a crack open, the the magma just spews out and blows a hole through the top of the roof you know it's a, I'm it was always the biggest frustration of like trying to like put my thoughts together with dad like just you know and this is not just because and I would just crumble into tears of yeah. like frustration and just t- into my teens and 20s and probably 30s of just try, trying to get my point across and trying to be heard yeah. you know I mean that is a doozy for me. And it's not anybody else's responsibility. Um, It's just a big thing for me of like, and goes back to, and maybe now this is where we're getting into the real, you know, is like being the the middle child of an alcoholic family and dysfunctional family and and long line of alcoholism and addiction and and just the textbook nature of the middle child of that family. And I remember distinctly being on like a riverbank or like, you know, somewhere like camping-esque and dad reading from maybe the big book or like something about children of alcohol is like something and it was a textbook nature of describing the children and there was like four or five examples of like what the children would be and I don't remember if you remember this but like the middle child the middle child was the jester and the deflector and the and, and I just remember jester sticking out and um even at I'm just guessing maybe 12 or 13, you know, hearing that and being like, oh, and just the the nature of being in that um, dysfunction on either side and, you know, being at dad's house one week and mom's house one week because they were just, you know, trying to do the best that they could and not like dad wasn't like going to hire lawyers and be like, I, I'm going to have the kids and also probably like I can't take them all the time. Like I have to risk them being with you so that I can maybe earn some more money and get us something more. And then maybe I can handle it. But you know, just both of them doing the best and what different worlds those were, you know, staying at mom's for a week and staying at dad's for a week Um, pros and cons to both. And, uh, uh, and don't think that's all that unique. But what that meant was, you know, that, so much inconsistency so much of it was just so much fell through the cracks and and just not up to me I mean obviously a kid too like just like and I told a story in stand-up and you know the the time I showed up to dad's house on a Friday after school and walked to his house and he the door was locked which was never the case Mm. and was like oh okay and and tried to uh you know, get in, and then maybe knocked, and you know, and then I guess there was probably a, like I, I I don't know if I'm adding this, but like went to get the key that was probably under a pot or you know mm-hmm. whatever, and was going to get the door, and Dad literally came to the door, that big glass door, yeah, you know where you could see right through the to the kitchen, um, like I I want to say nude, and I think I have for like comic effect. I knew you were going to say that, yeah, yeah. but like towel or like like hopping down the hallway like trying to put on boxers. You know, like was there with his girlfriend. Right. And had the week off. And Friday was, you know, who knows? Maybe he took the day off work and they had a day date. Anyway. Right. But but came to the door and was like turned me away. Right. You know, was like, oh, it being you know, it's not it's your mom's week. Right. And being turned away from your home yeah. to then walk the mile to mom's. And obviously it stuck with me. And um wow. you know, and he, it was just very matter of fact, and he was probably in his mid thirties ish, maybe a little older, but mm-hmm. like just having an afternoon delight and like had his <laughs> week off. And had we should you know, all be and, so lucky. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and turned me away and um I guess, I mean, that's just a story, but just to be not feeling heard or that it didn't matter. Like if I was just like, okay, well, can you give me a ride or like just being turned, like it just, you know, it's not your week, wrong, try again, scram, scram. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, just that, you know, unsafeness and, uh, and just not being, like it didn't matter. Like if I said, you know, I don't want to go there this week or, I, you know, or yeah. saying to mom, like stop drinking or saying to dad, like you're never home or, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. It, it, like it, it maybe saying that here or there and it just like, yeah, I, you know, you me too. didn't
1: matter is how it right. seems like it felt. Yeah,
0: sure. Uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, just as kids and, you know, the divorce is my fault and, uh, right. you know, them, the mom's drinking is my fault and Right. Um, I can do better or be clever and, you know, just learning. Be the jester. Yeah, yeah. And keep the balls in the air. Um, but really, you're just like, hey, me, <laughs> you know. Because um, I think, you know, what, what
1: makes the jester so funny is that there's something about them where they are incapable of, being blind or being uh, in denial or being unable to say this really hard truth well, yeah, and about emotions right I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah and that like that 's the fool right it's like they they 're the, the only one who can talk to the king like he 's just another guy
0: right with a different because you know, their with position a different is so low can...
1: and so ridiculous, <laughs> and so all about just being a fool that no one's going to take them seriously that gives them this protected space to say things that are the most true. Right. About how they see the situation, which is unique because they're a fool because they're a jester.
0: Because we're laughing about it. Right. That it's not serious. Right. Um, Or, you know, I, as dad, you know, I could always make dad laugh in a, in a way um, that, uh, you know, And that's where I learned humor, you know, the the cutting duality, you know, not to be hoity toity, but like the telling, being able to tell the truth, but wrap it in a joke or an an impression and, and, um, somehow get some validation through that, but not still not being heard. Like, did you get the message? And, you know, being a kid, not capable of being like, Hey, I need this, that, and the other, um, I'm not getting them. And I feel scared and lonely right. and, you know, of course, you know, that's asking way too much. And that's the children parenting the parents and, you know, taking yep. care of hiding mom's drinking and from friends or, you know, from dad or, you know, making the excuses to anyone and everyone. and
1: But still trying to get what you feel like you need, which is more time with dad because he feels safer and all that
0: yeah and going back to having called the fire department and the police and like i can't say it but like this is yeah this is extreme and i get it but like message received something is going on and still it happening again like still being like him being understanding and caring and like i'm sorry uh, you know but i can't call you know like there's nothing like there's nothing i can do about it yeah so sometimes you're just gonna have to feel this way yeah um when which we, is true you know but i can't um you know understand that then you know now yeah. i have kids and you know i can understand when my kids are asking for this that or the other and they're in a different boat and i do that all the time is project me at that age like asking for something and i'm like whatever you want and you know that goes back to like still making their lunches and breakfasts is like right i can do this right i maybe shouldn't to the extent and uh you know, it was funny to have you here this morning and, and be doing it. And I was very self-conscious about, like, getting it started. And you graciously and, you know. Um, but, you know, when you said, hey, how about we take the dog for a walk and let the kids fucking make their breakfast and sure. make their lunch. right, right. And you know, I was like, oh, the timing and, you know, everybody's tired and, you know, whatever. We're
1: actually having a late start. We don't have as much time. Which is true. Right.
0: And, you know, at some point they got to do it. But anyway, it all does go back to you know i can right and you know is that the worst thing in the world that my kids um get a little you
1: know, extra cushion
0: get get that taken care of because you know we're thinking i got a 13 year old and suddenly it's like high school next year and just like phew, like gone and she's know?
1: already doing that she's already like, sure pulling away and she's yeah. supposed to that's individuating right? trying
0: to you know Remember that she—that's her job. Quite literally, yeah. is to push back against us, literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, politically, whatever. Um, uh, that's how you figure it out, you know, to some extent. Um, and maybe because we come from a place where we didn't like pushing back, like didn't mean it. You know, we talked about like dad trying to enforce uh, grounding. Yeah, you're you're grounded for two weeks. Right. Gosh. And then the next night, you know, like, I, I'm I'm going somewhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And him later being like, hey, I, you know, you're supposed to be grounded. And then, you know, like, is it my fault? Like, you know, like right. co-parenting. Yeah. Like, hey, I told you you're grounded. Right. Yeah, I told you I was going out. Yeah. And you said, yeah. So, like, I forgot, you know. Whose fault is that? Okay.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're slipping, yeah you're slipping old timer you know? the
1: the more we talk about these kind of things, the more I feel like our childhood like uh the the talk you were talking about earlier about being camping and ha- and being read to from a from oh, yeah. some kind of some kind of twelve step uh, book yeah and todgy and, memories like and then that other thing you mentioned about like being explained to like, I'm sorry, I couldn't call, I couldn't come home at the time you expected, and sometimes you're just gonna have to feel like this. Um it's like the more we talk about it, the more I realize um, you know, while we grew up in a first world country and had a lot taken care of sure. in our, our and our white I've heard and so privileged. So many worse stories. But but that's also just Um, so much to deal with. And you talk about your kids and taking care of them and doing everything that you can do and asking yourself that question about like, well, can I do it? And is it a detriment to them if I give them a little extra boost or a, a crutch to lean on or, or just do something that I know that they're going to end up having to do for themselves, but I can do it now. They'll still let me do it now, yeah. so I'll keep doing it now. And it's like taking meeting. care of the Sorry. kid that you were, yeah, totally. which was burdened with so much more like, like your kids aren't being like... Um, like critically informed in really blunt ways about a really unideal situation Yo, over I and know. over again. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, of course there are elements that where as parents, you and your wife are working it out and that life is a, um, a daily map you're drawing as you're going through it and stuff. But none of the like, like the title of the whole last episode, like I hired a PI. Your mom's an alcoholic and she's dating a drug dealer. Yeah, you no, know, I mean, they, or they, the other real things that happened. Like, they're you know? they're
0: never wondering like, or or knowing they're going to come home to an empty house and it, they'll be solo for hours. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. And there's both of us here, and you know, I mean, there, there's so much that I um, realize, like you said, like I am. Self-parenting, and I have to. When they come to me with an issue, I'm sometimes go through the lens of myself when I was that age. And they're just—I mean, that's always the case. Ki- your kids are not you or an extension of you, um, and they're just not even coming close to touching my childhood. Which is not a oh woe is competition. me competition. Like, it's not we're a competition. taped to yeah. radiators and beaten, and, and you know, like it just—it just was and. There were things that were unfortunate and unavoidable. Uh, It just is, you know. Um, For anyone who
1: needs to hear this, my brother just said that we were not duct taped to radiators or beaten.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, never. You, 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 I mean, you talked about being hit once, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember Dad like picking us up. Oh, by Dad, yes, by, by the wrist by the wrist and sort of a hanging smack on the, on the butt, Mm. you know, like one or two, like, right. Just like in the moment of like, cut it the fuck out, you know, just whatever it was. Um, but other than that, and and, and then just the stern sort of chest poking and, you know, just the, the The Uh, strawberry
1: patch on the chest bone.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, it's just, it's unavoidable how it ties in. And what I I think I was saying earlier was like at the end of our previous podcast, uh, you know, the, which I've titled The Eruption. Yep. Um, and we will put it out, um, but this, anyway, um, was when the recording was off, was just, I remember saying, I'm so tired of myself. Yeah. And you said the same, you know. Um that you're tired of yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tired of you also um and it's so true, you know, and that's
1: you know what bean um listeners sometimes I call my brother Ian bean um tracy i I think that that was the hardest reality I faced listening to it was that um what did you just say?
0: I'm tired of myself, right. I think so I think
1: that some I think that sometimes I act like I'm tired of you, hmm. you know. I feel like I hear you talk about being tired of yourself, and I kind of jump on that bandwagon. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate you, to the yeah, things you you're talking a good about. Point. You know, you <laughs> are exhausting, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I can yeah. jump on the bandwagon and offer my own relatability, but something about our relationship, how much we just know each other inside and out, but also lead separate lives as adults and comment on our lives and, and update each other about what's going on in, in, in certain and specific kind of ways of the way we share about it, the way we talk about it. Um, it's easier for me at times to deflect the way I relate and instead sort of identify and be like, yeah, I hear you. It's it's rough that you're doing that again, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, I see you overdoing breakfast and lunch for your kids too, you know, and I feel like that's really something I want to improve because for a couple of days list after listening to it, I was like bowled over and I'm only really kind of finding some words for it now. And part of it is because we're doing the podcast, which I'm have another reason to be grateful for, for that of like I've got to find some words because I've been kind of reeling from being honest and being surprised by my tone of voice and the way I took issue with what I took issue with about what you were saying and how it was like, um, not okay with me. And, um, kind of coming from this place of like, you totally don't get it. You're not woke enough in some way. And I'm really sorry. And I really want the experience we're having of having these conversations to continue to get up to that line, but also to really, I'm really grateful for the opportunity we have here for me to keep working on that and to stop making that mistake of being like, yeah, you're right, you're like that, and instead have some boundaries for myself that respect you and restrain myself and say like, oh, I can relate because uh, and share my own experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, it, thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, that was, it was hard to listen to. And it's so fascinating to be able to listen to it. I mean, I think I already said that, you know, to just be like, gosh, crazy, you know, it's just so um, crazy. To be able to listen to, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and enjoy it. And, you know, have you hear sort of confrontational stuff, but sort of uh, it's uh, not from brothers. Right. You know, and to just have that, all the history leading up to the conversation that we happen to be having on a microphone. Right. And there's so much more at play, obviously, of just like, enough, dude. And yes, and bringing it up to this audience of... You know of 14 other than
1: know, whatever other than our brother Tim who you told me the other day that you sent him the the footage yeah the I know audio. He would just um, die laughing. yeah yeah that's what he told me I talked to him right after you and he was like oh. Oh, I don't know anything about it yet I haven't listened to it but Ian just sent it to me and was like Aiden and I fought and you'll love it <laughs> um, but uh, yeah yeah
0: so it, it, and it like I said it it's embarrassing Yeah. Um, My my side of the street, you know, just that woe is me. And believe me, my, you know, my wife is totally tired of it. Mm. And I think um, under totally understandable. Um, I'm tired anyway. (laughs) Like it's so it's so easy to just plop plop into that well-worn, you know, my corner spot on the couch. Word. Uh, so, anyway, um, we're going to publish it, and we're just going to go it's coming through out. It, you know, go go through it. Ugly and, warts and all. Yeah, yeah. So, do you remember anything of like in our youth of like having conversations about alcoholism and stuff with dad, or was it just sort with of with
1: dad? No, I remember more the room on Miller Avenue past Tam High on the other side of the street with tinted windows that the Alateen meetings took place in. Mm. I remember the feeling of... uh, It's like a big
0: empty classroom type thing? Yeah, like a multi-purpose corporate space, Uh a conference room.
1: And I remember being dropped off early or picked up late. And being like, when I tell people about how early 12 steps got started in my life, I say Al Anon and Alatine were used as a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to say when I say that is get a jab in for poor me. No one had time. Mm-hmm. Um, but.
0: Uh, Which it was, you know, fit in. I mean, doing, I remember, the, best, doing the best he could, you know, just oh my trying gosh, to just yes. be like, I'm, I can't explain this, but. There is this group. If you right. guys can just stick it out, I promise it'll be helpful. Right, and, uh, and it was,
1: and it has been. It's been life saving. It's been uh, didn't stick with changing. You
0: know? Wasn't like right, not at that time. Started Alatine and was like, all right, right, let's do this. You know, right. Was, of course, you know, like a piano lesson. It was like this sucks, but, and like you know, having to sit and listen.
1: You, so. in, no, not at all. Uh, in terms of those conversations, you were asking me if I had memories about. Um, I have a memory of a really intense conversation with the three of us and dad. And it must have been about alcoholism and mom and Cause what describe, else going right? On? <laughs> but yeah. what I remember is he started the conversation by saying, you have to understand your mother was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. And I remember both mm. how rare it was that he was saying something nice about her, mm. but also picking up on what he was saying was also like, and, and she's fallen very far. Mm. You know, like he relied on the fact that we wouldn't think mom was the most beautiful woman in the world today for the impact of the statement of like she was the most beautiful and i was ang- angry about it i sure. felt like he was disrespecting her yeah um but also it's just a really strong memory yeah. i don't, i don't so much remember the it's assuming straight talk. a
0: lot assuming a lot in in hindsight you know yeah. just of just having those memories and, and it, which is i guess how memory works you know but to the more and more and maybe now also that he is gone and and died (laughs) yeah um that yeah there's just more reflection and you know all that and like how does this grief thing work and you know that I'm not grieving as much as I thought you know um or like there's certainly sort of a before and after sense. Um, I don't know, I don't know what, what Hey,
1: that's. you wanna switch it up? Sure. Do you remember do. the first concert you ever went to?
0: Yes, I do. It was uh, Duran Duran. Okay. And I went with um, Hillary. I, not not Hillary Best like that's a different name. Oh, that's,
1: Hillary Best is the name of our Montessori school teacher. Teacher, right. Yeah, yeah it
0: was a, it was a different Hillary. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was I think 5th grade and Oh my gosh, yeah. And um yeah, it was, you know, her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Oh my God! Uh,
1: Hillary Best was not a teacher we even ever had. That was Justin and Ashley Adams's mom, yeah. the second grade teacher. Right. We had Hillary Jaffe Urell, okay, and then Susan Crosby.
0: Well, I always had Susan Crosby. Only and ever. Yeah.
1: Right. I was two. Year, I am two years younger than you, so I had a teacher before her.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, an awkward fifth grade. I, I don't, you know, her parents were there obviously. And I think there was a small group, like maybe a birthday present, birthday party type thing. Yeah. That there was five or six kids, but that was my, that was my first concert. Mm. Yeah. And um, gosh, that reminds me of, the, the and this is the eighties, you know, hot in the eighties of like the school dance and the girls all wearing lace, Top's over tank tops with and like three colored and str- scrunchies,
1: scrunchies, putting scrunchies their hair and up and out on the side. Of,
0: yeah, super, super Madonna.
1: Super Madonna, super Punky Brewster.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and super uh,
1: Little Wonder.
0: Uh huh. Small yeah. Wonder. Small Wonder.
1: Small Wonder. Um, uh, the reason I asked you about your first concert was two parts because I want to hear your memory about my first concert, which you took me to. Oh, which was uh, the Police Synchronicities tour yeah at the marin civic center oh gosh on the way home yeah yeah that right so let's 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 <laughs> let's tee it up right because it was definitely a mom week because dad is not letting the three of us go to a concert oh, god no. solo solo right just taking and the it was bus. probably G, G Tim's best friend and yeah. austin your best friend and okay. we already talked about what happened to my best friend in the last podcast right <laughs> that was my like one chance at a sleepover in in grade school yeah um but but we, we went, and um, and it was amazing.
0: Synchronicity. It was dangerous
1: uh, and vital. we take the vital. bus? Or th- I think we, maybe we, we dropped off there. Dropped off and took the bus back. Yeah. Definitely, whatever it was, well, whatever else happened, we took the bus back.
0: Well. And. Well, I mean, concert was amazing. I, I don't really remember the concert so much because maybe the aftermath was so. Uh, I remember the smell of pot, and I remember, like some riffs
1: like that i know are from the synchronicity album like the um the synthesizer at the opening of synchronicity Mm -hmm. um album. but yeah what i remember is going home and the truth is i don't really remember it Mm -hmm. i remember something that couldn't have happened where you and tim ditched me and ran across the freeway and i at whatever less than 10 years old had to take the bus home by myself not the muni bus but the golden gate transit bus that was like up and down highway one and like if you get it wrong you could be in la (laughs) (laughs) you know
0: that's interesting um no tim and g ditched us
1: it was the two of us Yeah. yeah
0: and and i guess austin maybe too right um and so that we were, we were together. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. I should,
1: interesting. I should, I should yeah, remember I mean, it as being alone. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah.
0: You, you know, you home alone and you right. know, somehow got, got home at nine. Right. After a concert. So midnight. <laughs> you, right. Please, sir, may a no, ride? Yeah, the story
1: has totally like mushroom clouded in my head sure, where like course. the bus doors open and this guy's looking at a nine-year-old and like in my storytelling mind, I'm like, I don't have shoes on anymore. <laughs> I'm just um, not saying anything and just like presenting myself in front of this man for his pity, uh-huh. you know, and hopefully I can get a free ride out of it. But, sure, I'm but sure. what do you remember?
0: Uh, That at the Civic Center, they decided to ditch, and um, that we then did have to, uh, you know, there's an overpass to cross, but, like, maybe it wasn't the highway, because, I mean, that was, you know, four lanes both ways, like, I mean, if that did happen... Sweet Jesus, um, I don't recall that part. That. I
1: do think happened because that's the only road at Marin Civic Center. That's <laughs> it's the highway or nothing yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it is piecemeal at best, but just just that um, that the three of us had, you know, sort of a a, a harrowing, just get get home. midnight get yeah. home and yeah, and then I, I I my guess is Tim probably never even came home. You know, just. Uh, went off with G and like we did eventually get home but like again like no phones and I don't think we called anybody like no law like between me and us like had taken the bus like did I think you know once we kind of figured it out and stuff we were okay we've been ditched
1: we were like okay we're doing this now yeah this is how we get home
0: yeah and it certainly yeah just again just like okay (laughs) um what are we gonna do you know yeah. And maybe Austin would be like, "Well, we got to get across. You know, we got to take that right. or like that was it? Like knowing that if we go there, I do know that bus and that bus will take us walking rather, distance like, to home to the to the East Blythe exit. Yeah. And from there we all are good. Yeah. You know, cuz Austin and I used to take the um the bus up to like whatever it was, the multiplex, like a a ways. Oh yeah. Up um or back you know whatever you know and, and just spend the day there just watching you know 12 movies and just
1: quarter uh, madera cinemas some yeah. san rafael something like some, that san yeah. rafael probably yeah but
0: yeah just you know a 8 10 movie place that we would just go and spend the day um totally. uh, you know be able to get into you know 10 bucks get you a ticket and some snacks and then just spend the day hop, there hopping hop, up, hop. Up and around um so that's what I remember, just sort of, you know, slightly traumatic. And I mean, yeah, but I don't remember ca- crossing, you know, fucking. But that's that is very interesting, and I, I can only imagine the dinner table stories that you've gotten out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've dined out on that yeah. for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, I don't doubt that there were times when you were left to your own devices.
1: I mean, there are whole, I think maybe chapters I, of my life where just like. A lie that made the story better mm-hmm. was just my go to yeah, <laughs> it's and just it's all bad. I did
0: to 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 get the you know to get the attention that you always wanted yeah and and the the pattern of like, wow, you know, you sure have persevered, yeah, which is true, and you don't need to you know we don't need to embellish. I find that out all the time when I kind of tell a story or something to the kids or amorory about oh. Oh, gosh, I remember this happening. Right. You know, I remember...
1: And shocking them.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, forgetting my 15th birthday. Right. Like, 16... Can Like, just it just didn't ever come up. Right. And the night came, and, like, I don't, I, you, you know, you probably and Timo were like, Hey, happy birthday, bro. You know, whatever. Right. And, you know, maybe that's generous. I mean, or... And I just didn't say anything, and it was just like, it just didn't happen. And, like, the next day... Uh, you know dad was like oh my god you know <laughs> yeah uh, but in was like, so sorry yeah, yeah no it's fine you know and I got a new brand new bike like right. three days later or yeah something, you know just like yeah, we get here I know? meant to do this and um, that and uh, another quick one was like being in the volleyball championships yeah like the, the our first you know the first athletic banner to be hung in our high school, you know, artsy darts, artsy fartsy high school and, um, putting together sort of a hodgepodge team, but the volleyball team was really good. And my junior year, I think it was junior year, maybe it was even sophomore year. I think it was junior year, but it was right up to Christmas break yeah. and they had to go. So they didn't like, nobody came to my championship game right nobody saw it and i just walked home alone a champion right and and i if i remember correctly i think the house was empty like everybody went to denver skiing in denver or whatever and left that oh my god really you know and just like spent the night and maybe went to the airport or i don't know maybe maybe stayed with I, i i don't remember that i just remember the (laughs) Da, 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 right. da, 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 <laughs> like with a trophy, like yeah. dragging a trophy home, you know. Right. Uh, it was at University High School, which was close to Clay Street. You yeah, know? totally. And just like everybody, parents, and, uh, and I do remember getting on my bike mm-hmm. uh, to, to to ride home. And, uh, you know, and, and that like brought my little one to tears. You know, like she was just like, Dad, that was so, that's, unbel- I'm so sorry. You know, and yeah. you're just like, yeah, man. That is so shitty. Mm. Such a bummer. Um, and again, just like, uh, couldn't be helped, you know? I mean, and on one hand, yeah, like, we made it. We kept making it to the playoffs, but, like... Sure. You know.
1: You know I'm... With so many thoughts or, as you tell the story. was
0: necessarily an issue then, it seemed like, for what needed to be spent in various ways and Absolutely. And the idea that Dad just be like, he's in the championships. You guys go. I'll see you tomorrow. Like... Right. That's what you want, you know. And right. maybe that conversation happened and he was thwarted. Right. Or, or that conversation didn't happen. Right. You know, either way. That's the one that's juiciest, right? Where you were truly forgotten. Then yeah. you're like totally justified in feeling. Or that he didn't stand up for me enough. So crummy. You or know? that he didn't stand, stand up, up for you me for And like and just be like, Peggy, oh, right. then I'm not going to Denver. Right. My son's in a championship sport sporting <laughs> right. event, which
1: is exactly how you would react.
0: We have, yeah, you know, we've we've canceled plans and right. changed everything, not for a championship match,
1: right? For a regular game, game, yeah.
0: You know, um, uh, yeah. So a lot of it making up, a lot of it selfishly, like you know, raising my kids and and and, as we all do. Uh, when you have the kids, it's, it's impossible not to reflect to my own upbringing and seeing them at the ages that I remember feeling certain ways and, and not getting involved in that, you know, they're like, I've seen them like, what are you talking about? Like, do you feel unsafe? Right. Are you, are you unheard and unsafe? Right. And like, no, I'm not, I don't even, what are you talking about? Right. Can I please just have breakfast? <laughs> you know, yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, right. I mean, your life is so cake. And then resenting and being angry for like, what the fuck are you so grumpy about? Like, your life is cake. Yeah. Here's your breakfast. Yeah. Oh God, is it warm enough? Should I cut it in half? <laughs> um, I gotta pee. Right, let's
1: take a break. I'm freezing.
0: Thanks for listening to Brosy. We ran out of excuses not to do this once we found anchor.com. It made it so easy. We couldn't not do it. Everybody has a podcast. Hey, why not us? We have voices. We can put sentences together. We know most of the words in the English language. Thanks, Anchor. Yeah. We're...
1: We're back now, but we weren't before. Correct. Got it, got it, got it. Um, have you ever listened to, um, the podcast, shut up, Evan? Mm Uh, well, for anyone who didn't hear what we talked about right before we started recording, um, how could they hear that? They couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, we were talking about, um, maybe getting Ian's kids to say, meanwhile, back at Brosie. Which we both kind of become fond of in a couple of different ways, and um, I was asking, do you listen to this podcast called Shut Up Evan? He's a internet influencer, mm-hmm. I guess, Instagram guy. Um, he's a pop culture journalist. Um, he says like Perez Hilton, like Perez Hilton, but the evolution, something like that. Yeah, he yeah. says his podcast is about gay shit and popular shit culture Uh -uh. i yeah he sort of you can hear him stumble to find the definition but he does define it you know and he has huge guests he had like three of the members of white lotus on right around the release of white lotus Mm. um uh jennifer coolidge that was like her second or third time on the podcast anyway everyone who comes on they at the end of the interview they they record Three times saying "Shut up, Evan," and then he decoupages it uh, as his um, intro. Hmm. And a bunch of people exactly. Saying, Shut up. It's three takes of "Shut up, Evan."
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm just incorporating that. But um, the kids. Uh, <laughs> but this is ours, you know. Yeah. So I don't. I. I mean, while that could be, could be cute. Um, we'll
1: yeah, yeah, whatever, it just reminded me one of the other. Yeah. And then I don't sharing that to... with you now made me realize like, excuse me, you know, I had a lot of, um, in my 20s, I had a lot of um, uh, daydreaming about being on talk shows and mm-hmm. what the interview would be. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm, sure. And and I just realized when I was telling you that, like I have been sitting in the car listening to the podcast, listening to the really famous person finish their interview with a cutaway, an edited segment out into them just doing the three takes of saying, Shut up, Evan and I've like tried your uh own. did my own. Mm-hmm. As if I was on the podcast. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. That is
0: a fun a fun dream
1: daydream fantasy
0: and of course also knowing f- it would never go that way you know it would never go the way that you're <laughs> you know you're planning i mean anytime i try and pre-plan a you know an improv scene or you know yeah have a thought of i'll do this either it goes terribly wrong because i'm you know not almost over prepared in the scene yeah I'm trying to force it to go this way so I can get this funny line out. Right. Um, Or I instantly forget what I was going to do because I'm just in the scene. So, And uh, inevitably that works out better. But, um, yeah, I used to love thinking about that with, like, in particular, David Letterman. And I think it even started with Johnny Carson. I mean, and I didn't necessarily like Johnny. You know, he's just older. Um, He's there. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Tim and everybody would stay up late to watch Letterman. He was so different, you know. He was turning it all. you know, doing yeah. the same thing but turning it on its head and, you know, just absurd thing, just throwing fruit off of a building to just watch it smash. Yep. Just just that. Great. You know, just so simple. It was the first, like, um, of those, like, satisfying videos of watching a machine crunch a washing machine, you know? yeah. just like... Just make mincemeat out of something, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just remember that so much, watching interviews and just wanting to do that, wanting to be there. You know, it's funny because now everything is like flooding into, funneling into being heard. Like, what if I was a kid, you know, (laughs) like I'm that 12, 10-year-old kid who's on the show and like, what do you want to tell your parents yeah well now that i have america's (laughs) attention thank you johnny uh mom uh, please stop doing this and father it would be wonderful if you could make it home on time yeah (laughs) and uh so that's where i'm coming from johnny
1: (laughs) right and the imagined response of the audience being like
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too yeah i wonder if i he's so cool i don't think i thought about it i remember seeing like um Jason Bateman as, like, a kid, you yeah. know, and I was just, loved him, you know, he was... Uh, and do
1: you do you actually remember him from that interview from when it happened when you were a kid, or, or, like, you've seen clips on YouTube since?
0: I think both. I mean, I do remember seeing him, you know, he was a big hit and, mm-hmm. and a precocious kid in terms of being able to, like, uh, have a, you know, I saw other childhood actors on... I guess it was probably Johnny Carson or something, you know. Yeah. And they were. He was better. Yeah. They were done, you know, like he was. uh, And looking back, I'm probably, you know, probably too adult for his time. You know, you found out that he was, I think. Up to some really adult shit. Well, that and um, yeah, just when the kids weren't protected and parents were taking things. I don't think he had that happen with him and his sister like his parents managing and then just you know taking millions no idea i I don't think so i don't think so but i also don't know but just um obviously i don't know but uh i just remember him being like and being like wow you know a a kid can do that right you know Which
1: which translates to i could
0: yeah yeah and um remember getting being called in for, like, open casting call of, mm-hmm. or, uh, for Return of the Jedi. Right. When they were or is it Empire Strikes Wars.
1: Back? Is that the one with the Ewoks?
0: Uh, no, it's Return of the Jedi. Okay. the uh, Empire Strikes Back is in the snow. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they won. The Ewoks won. You know, the Ewoks win. So that was Return of the Jedi. That was the answer to... Empire. Empire strikes back which is just the greatest to have the bad guys win. Yeah. It's just like what? It How? can't end like this. Yeah. No and you knew you knew it wouldn't I and mean, it was just the the first a sense of, you know, now it's like oh fuck, they left the door open for a, a trequel. Right. <laughs> um, and all the Avengers and stuff, you know, you're just like oh for god's sakes. Yeah. Um, right, which I've seen all of them and I love, you know, I just, right. I see everything. So, and I love that world, but like it, it's, and now we're in the multiverse and it's just like, ah, uh, so it's all, <laughs> we can just do it all over again. You yeah. Know what saying? Well that, I mean, well, that's, what that's do.
1: the coolest part and the thing that I think that like brings comic book geeks together is that cult element of. Do you know um, you know, issue four eighty seven where Silver Surfer did come back in another way, like mm. this and that. And I think one of the things that's so missed by the movies is that works in comic books because people have their own imagination about how that happened, when it happened, what a multiverse is, yeah, and all of that. You know, stuff you that's just best anything. left up to the audience in their imagination, right? Like the 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 famous uh uh shakespearean technique of like make the battle happen off stage the audience will imagine something way more gruesome and awesome mm-hmm. and profound than i could ever detail on a stage and the, the comic books like they leaned on that really hard and that you know just made reference to like he died but he didn't die because of this soap opera like loophole sure. but somehow in the in the um uh, what's it called when it's not a comic book it's um, graphic novel uh, yeah in the graphic novel novelization of that and the whole uh appeal and allure of it is that ability to bring the character back in a really yeah. exciting way that doesn't really translate to movies
0: well or it or it does uh, you know we're just um, like yeah, okay it I does mean, clearly, it does, obviously. It does. <laughs> yeah but um did you ever collect anything or game any like I know Tim was into Dungeons and Dragons, like had folders and stuff like that, but right. I, I never I never got into anything.
1: No, me neither.
0: I sorta of, you know, I, got, I had a couple comic books of like shitty and was like, huh. Eh, it's, it's still too much reading. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I remember Trying to play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, probably with Tim and his crew, and they just, you know, obliterate you. Right. Moments into getting it's their in. only it's like, goal. Yeah. Your your wizard dies because you sucked a cock. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, this isn't fun. I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, this is Dungeons and Dragons. This, it's the same as my real life. <laughs> oh my God. You're just, you know, be- berating me for living. Um, uh, yeah, just never really got, it. tried to collect, like, some crystals or, you know, rocks or something, you know? You were trying to never... grow crystals? No. Yeah, like... Like at the kit?
1: For a while, it was super, yeah, it mm-hmm. was super popular to to get a, like, for a Christmas present of, like, grow your own crystal kit. Mm-hmm. And it ended salt. up being, like, salt, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. ended up being, like, something that you would, like, that's not what I yeah. wanted, <laughs> It's even that's not beautiful than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah
0: fuck you grandma <laughs> uh yeah I um don't don't ever didn't ever collect anything still try to you know like mm. I, I, I've always wanted to wear a watch but I just can't wear a watch yeah I keep trying you know m- my wife gave up on getting me you know, you have a couple, half, right? That are just like in a drawer.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Halfway decent or you know. Just always being like why oh, I this thing's on my wrist and like <laughs> What is it doing there? Yeah. It it's such a um effort to, you know, like maybe I'll wear a cowboy hat for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if that's who I am. Yeah. Um Yeah, which is My wife, she always makes fun of me like when the, you know, as my kids call them, the worker guys, you know, construction guys or when we had the tornado and there's guys working on the house and stuff that I have like a blue collar voice, you know, like, all right, guys. Yeah. Doing good. You guys need anything to drink. Right. Everybody's good. Oh, this is you interacting with them. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Oh, that looks clean. Those are some clean lines. Yeah. You know, just like Mr. Mom. (laughs) Yeah. You know. And I, I totally don't notice it until obviously it's pointed out. And then, you know, she's just howling because I'm just like, you know, instead of like, hi, you know, it's like, yeah, morning. Or, you yeah. guys get coffee? I'm going out. You guys want a coffee? Right. You got to keep going grinding. <laughs> you know, what is that, a hammer? I'm going out. You need any fuel for the tank? Yeah. No, we're not. We don't have any tanks. No. Nope. <laughs> Sir.
1: We're not friends, sir. <laughs> yes. I don't know you. You
0: still haven't paid us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah. Um, money, am I right?
1: Yeah. Hard to get. <laughs> From <Jesus>. you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna go get a frappuccino. <laughs> it's uh it's funny, just putting on hats or, or like when I try and DIY at the house, like she's like, Oh, for God's sakes. You know, I tried to put up some hooks in our bathroom because the hook that, you know, originally was put up finally, finally fell off, you know? Yeah. And I proceeded to put, you know, four holes in the wall and try to put up this (laughs) shelving system. Right. And to which I, as soon as I got it up, I was like, she's going to hate this. Right. Like a shelf by the shower blocking the light switch, (laughs) you know, it's just like, (laughs) but I was like, I did it. Right. And she's it's like, a yeah, shelf yeah take it take it down immediately yeah it's dangerous it is thoughtless it is ugly yeah and i hate it you know i mean which she she says by just saying in theory and that we joke about that you know she's like in theory it's a nice idea you know yeah. <laughs> And she was totally right. That night, like I went to go to the bathroom and like almost cracked my head open on the like a, a, <laughs> a, a, on sticking. an edge
1: of a shelf
0: you put up. Right, yeah, like really, almost hurt myself. So many things to to be done. Um, uh, so so few of them completed. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, man. So I want this to be useful for us, you know, selfishly to have the moderator to be able to maybe get through it not for us, you know, personally because you want to, you know, fight or flight. And if we can just um stay through it, you know, for myself, you know. And uh for you, I don't know. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, we are going to post
1: the... Right. The... Our much-considered... Our first... The first episode we ever considered not posting in the still single-digit numbers of yeah.
0: podcasts we've made. Yeah, how dare um, we even consider such a thing. Right. You know, it's like, just post it all. And, and that's kind of the point, is just just get it out. I think
1: so much of not what was underneath and what we got to in that fight and in the subsequent conversation and in this podcast but um but more, more on the surface, the thing that set it off was wanting to move off of the like frequency where we were saying, like, "Oh, well, thanks for hanging with us while we struggle and get this thing going, not still not sure what we're doing or whatever, and um I think some of what I'm taking away from that podcast and this one today is like yeah well maybe we want to move off of it but it's it's where we are and it's who we are you know Mm -hmm. we are still having a lot of conversations about what we want the podcast to be about um, uh, how much uh, shape and form to give it how much freedom and openness to give it and um, the fact that we would like to be
0: in a more specific spot doesn't mean that we are (laughs) Yeah, and I think just doing, just you know, letting it just find doing its, it. Yeah. just find its form, and I guess you'll either enjoy listening and give us feedback or not, you know. And I'm sure we're not the only podcast out there that has no more than twelve listeners and remains that way. Right. Now, I'd like that not to be the case, but that's
1: not up irrelevant. to us. <laughs> yeah, irrelevant. We I can, mean, there's
0: definitely things under our we can my do control. Stuff. Yeah, but. The point being that um, that's the difference, is continuing to do something that I stink at. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Um, I want it to be this, and I want it to be professional, and I want it to sound great, and I want it to be catchy, and I want it to change people's lives. Um, But that's absurd. Yeah, I want it to come
1: out of our mouths as a fully edited piece of good work. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the way anything works. Mm -hmm. And... You know in the spirit of wanting to move the ball forward and make some momentum in new directions i just want to say you know i've said it many times in this podcast i listened to what we recorded before that we are going to release and i want to tell you um i love you mm-hmm. and i really respect you and i'm going to do more thoughtful action around trying to show you that trying to present uh our brotherhood and our friendship um in the in the conscious thought place of i respect you and i want you to know that because it listening back to the way i talked to you and what we talked about it didn't feel like i was showing you much respect Mm.
0: Thanks. I I didn't, you know, consider that. And obviously we hear different things, you know, when you get it, when you have an actual opportunity to listen to yourself in the midst of a heated moment, you know, and not having any concept of like what you said or how you said it and you know, but the other person does and they're saying that this, that and the other, and it just sends you more into it. I, um, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just want to, you know, maybe they're less, um, uh proclaiming uh, on my end less, less proclaiming of i i shall be do this and become this and i'm not digging at all what you said i'm just saying for for me just like to just do yeah to just do um so i i don't think that you don't respect me i understand that you heard something that you know made you feel that way i i don't i i think We take each other for granted we take our lives for granted we take all the fortunate things that we have and it's so easy to i was listening to louis ck is like um having a conversation with somebody um, uh, on a podcast and he was just like you know it's just it's nothing i have in in reality but like it's the idea that we're there are wars going on and enslavement of people you know digging out cobalt for cell phones so that America can just continue to rise and every, you know, like everybody else be damned, you know, and people are protesting things with their iPhones like that are made by slave labor in Africa. And, yeah. you know, it's all weight. It's just too big to comprehend, but it's also like everybody just chill the fuck out. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. We're so bored here in America. We have so little to do that we we're making a podcast on the concept that, we might have something to say and I'm just doing something. I'm just taking some action to, to, to break up the, where I'm at, you know, to just do something different thinking, Oh, that'll lead to, you know, drinking more water, lead to exercise and exercise will lead to eating better. And, you know, but you got to start doing, um,
1: and it's all a privilege. Yeah. You know, and while you were saying that, I was thinking, what, what about like, it's a privilege. Like, as the title of the podcast, as Mm. the name of the podcast, because it's like, it's a real privilege to carve out this time and have a conversation with you. And a lot of the time we end up talking about things that are real, that we are working through and that are completely the result of having a life of privilege. Yeah. It's a privilege to have the problems we have. It's a privilege to be able to sit down and talk to you. It's a huge privilege that anybody's listening (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, a privilege. My dot will. dot dot. You know, it's a privilege. Ellipses.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds a little wokey, mm-hmm. um, which that's okay. And uh, calling ourselves out and stuff. But anyway, you know, we'll we'll yeah. Uh, I'm not
1: still brosy for now. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love you, Rosie.